Psalm 119, and I, I just want to read one verse, and that's verse 55. <clears throat> o Lord, I remember Your name in the night and keep Your law. As I mentioned on Sunday afternoon, uh, one of the things that I began doing after reading, taking 40 days and reading through the Bible was reading through Psalm 119 and praying aspects of these verses. And I read verse 55, and I had a thought enter into my mind that sprung into a little Bible study that I want to share with you. And that is... Our walk with the Lord in the night. You'll notice in verse 55, O Lord, I remember Your name when? In the night and keep Your law. And of course, the psalmist is speaking literally here. He's not talking about the night of our soul, although the Bible does speak of that. But he's talking about literally in the nighttime. If you look at Psalm 119 and look down at verse 62, what do you think about this? At midnight I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous ordinances. So in verse 55, you have something that is going on in the nighttime, and what is going on there is that the psalmist is remembering God's name. He's remembering God's name. Whereas in verse 62, he arises at midnight, and what does he do? He gives thanks for the Lord's righteous judgments. If you look down at uh, verse 147 here in this psalm, it says, excuse me, I rise before dawn and cry for help, <clears throat> I wait for your word. So here we have something going on before the dawn. What is he doing? He is praying, isn't he? And he is crying for help. If you look at verse 148, <clears throat> my eyes anticipate the night watches that I may meditate on your word. And folks, what is interesting here is that what do people normally do at night? Sleep. They sleep, do they not? This was not a trick question. Okay? They sleep. And so what we have here is the psalmist telling us, verse 55, that when he wakes up, In the night, his first thought is to remember God's name. So he wakes up in the middle of the night, and his mind reflexively goes where? To the Lord. To the Lord. He remembers that name. If you go down to verse 62, at midnight I will rise to give thanks to you. We're assuming that since he had to 
arise, that he had been asleep, right? And at the midnight hour, now remember they didn't have Rolex watches, okay? So in the middle of the night, at midnight, he awakes, and what does he do? He gives thanks to God for his righteous judgments. And then, of course, 147, he rises before dawn. It's still nighttime. And he rises before dawn to pray, to cry for help, to wait for God's words. And what that means is to wait to see the answer to what he is praying for. And then what do you think about this? 148, verse 148, his eyes can't wait for when? The night watches. Because he wants to go to sleep? No, he wants to meditate on God's Word. And so what we have here is we have this abruption as it is, out of the normal pattern of human life, that is, we're awake during the day and we sleep at night. Here we have the psalmist awaken at night and immediately he remembers the Lord's person. He wakes up in in the middle of the night and he immediately gives thanks to the Lord. He wakes up before dawn and he prays for help and he meditates on God's Word. Now, brethren, when I first got saved, I had a lot of false ideas about God. I had this idea. I was actually taught this. That God never wants anybody sick. You ever heard that? Do you think that? I'll tell you how to know if you're thinking that. How you respond when you get sick. Well, I thought I would never get sick because that certainly isn't God's will. I mean, sickness came in through the curse. Did God create the world with sickness? The answer to that is no. And so therefore, I thought as a believer I would never get sick. I thought as a believer I would never get weak. I thought that when the Bible says the Lord is my strength, that that means that I would have constant feeling, as it were, of strength all the time in every endeavor that I ever had. Would God ever want me to be weak? The answer to that is yes. (laughs) And folks, I had this idea that I should always sleep all night long. And when I got into the ministry, I realized that there were a lot of times I would wake up in the middle of the night. And you know what I would do? I would fuss about it. I would say, now Lord, You give Your beloved sleep. I'm awake. Lord, I want to go to sleep. But folks, what I want us to know is this. The lack of sleep 
or even waking up in the middle of the night is not sinful. It's not sinful. Now the world's going to tell you it's sinful because the world says you ought to get how many hours of sleep? Okay, see, you've been taught right. I was taught that too. So if I get seven, that's that's bad. Okay, I'm probably going to shorten my life. Of course, they've never read the Scriptures said by taking thought I can't add a hand span to my life. And folks, I do think sometimes that when we wake up in the middle of the night, that there is this tendency of frustration that can come over our spirit because we are really expecting a full night's rest. Now, I'm thankful that my waking up at night is not regular. There is an aspect that's getting more regular the older I'm getting. Okay, but it is not regular. How should we respond when the Lord does things in our life that go contrary to what we think or have been taught? Well, have you ever read in the Bible where it says, The Lord is my strength? Well, the psalmist says that because he's weak. He feels weakness. And he comes to know experientially that the Lord is his strength. Have you ever felt unstable in life? Have you ever read this, the Lord is my rock? Can believers feel instability? Can believers feel weakness? Or what about this? Have you ever felt forsaken? It says the Lord is my portion. When you feel forsaken, that is where you come to understand that the Lord is your portion. Israel failed at this one. How about have you not had food? Have you ever read this, that the Lord is my meat and drink? Everybody following me. In other words, these things are written in our Scripture not so that we can pass a quiz, but because we're going to walk underneath the Lord's permission and providence, we're going to walk through certain things that we're going to need to know who the Lord is in the midst. And He's going to be our exact need because if I, if I feel weak, I need strength. The Lord is my strength. And all of us outside of the Lord coming for His church, all of us are going to have this need. We're going to die one day. Have you ever read this? The Lord is my life. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful thing of the Lord? Or even this can go on in the soul of a believer. Dark days. 
Puritans used to call this the dark days of the soul. Have you ever had a dark day? You ever had a dark week? Well, have you ever have you ever read this verse? The Lord is my light. So, folks, do you see what I'm saying here? We have ideas about the Lord <clears throat> that such and such things would never happen to a genuine believer. <clears throat> and the Lord brings us into certain things, and because we don't understand that He wants to be the source or the answer to our need. <clears throat> then we get frustrated, and we can get frustrated with the Lord. I know that you would never get frustrated with the Lord, but I have. So we're talking about prayer in the middle of the night. Would that be a Christian thing, waking up in the middle of the night? Well, take your Bibles and turn to the book of Luke. Chapter 6. Now in this passage, our Lord is not waking up in the middle of the night. But He is going to do something in the night. Verse 12, It was at this time that He went off to the mountain to pray, and He spent the whole night in prayer to God. Folks, our Lord was the perfect man, was He not? Could it be that the Lord would allow a need in your life that would keep you up at night? What do you think? Yes or no? Yes. It would be a very Christian thing. It could actually be part of being conformed into His image. To see how he handled such things. Turn to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 12. We'll look at another man here. And that is the Apostle Paul. 2 Corinthians, chapter 12. Actually, it's chapter 10. I'm sorry. There is no verse 27 in that one. Well, there's no, no one there either. Okay, let me find it. says, I have been in labor and hardship through many what? Through many sleepless nights. In hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from such external things, there's the daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. Folks, did Paul miss sleep? Yes. He did. And I'm sure some of that was involuntary. Some of that would have been voluntary. 
But sleepless nights are not something foreign to the Christian experience. Our Lord had it. Paul had it. The psalmist in Psalm 119, did he have it? He had it. And so what I did was I limited my search to the Psalms and I just looked at certain expressions. I just searched on the word all night and looked at certain expressions that would help us with some of the things that we might do when we wake up in the middle of the night. We've already discussed to remember the Lord's name. We've already discussed to wake and give thanks. We've already discussed to awake and pray for a need and to meditate on His Word. Psalm 1 and verse 2 says, In His law we meditate day and day and night. Now we know the phrase day and night basically means all the time, right? But it also means literally that in the night we are to be meditating on the Lord and His Word. In Psalm 6, in verse 6, David speaks of consecutive nights, of overwhelming sorrow and tears. He speaks of sighing. Have you ever sighed? You know what that means? Like, <sighs> can't, can't believe that. He is awake consecutive nights of overwhelming sorrow and tears. And what he says in Psalm 6, verses 8 and 9, he says, The Lord heard him. The Lord heard him. In Psalm 17, in verse 3, the psalmist said that the Lord visited David in the night. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> he visited David in the night, and this is what the Lord did. He put his heart to the test. Have you ever been in a situation, maybe somebody brought something to your attention and it just oh, it just really grieved you and bothered you? and you're lying there in bed, and you can't get it out of your mind, and the Lord puts you to the test, meaning you start thinking, all right, <clears throat> did, I, did I cause that? How did I cause that? Did I really think that? And this is exactly in Psalm 17, David basically says, I searched my heart and I found no deceit. So what was he searching for? Whether there was any deceit in his heart, right? He said, I looked in my heart and I found no violence. Meaning in relationship to that person, there wasn't any violence in his heart. There wasn't any attempt in his heart to try to deceive that person. He says he looks in his heart and there was no pride. And that he wasn't insensitive to the needs of that person. But folks, here's the point. <clears throat> David's awake at night. And the Lord is putting him to the test. He's searching 
the depths of his soul to see if there's any transgression in it. And folks, I know that if you've been a Christian for any length of time, that you've had times of that. In Psalm 22, in verse 3, speaking of our Lord, He uses the word being awake at night, and I use this to describe it, restlessness. You ever been restless? You want to go to sleep. You can't go to sleep. Your heart is not quieted. Restlessness. Psalm 32 and verse 4. This is dealing with David's sin with Bathsheba and the Lord forgiving him. But this is what he said. He said, the Lord's heavy hand was on me. (laughs) Have you ever sinned and the Lord's heavy hand came down on you? And you're you're just you're just crushed. And you've got to do something about this. You've got to ask forgiveness. You've got to make restitution. You've got to make this thing corrected. This is the Lord's heavy hand coming down on you. In Psalm forty two, <clears throat> verses three and eight. David is awake at night, he says, with pain and tears were his food. And this is why he's having pain and tears, because the people are saying to him, where is your God? You say you're a Christian. Where is your God in this situation? Brought pain and grief to his heart. In Psalm 77, verses 2 and 6, trouble kept Asaph awake in in the night in prayer. In verses 7 through 10, give that disturbance of what is going on inside his soul. And then lastly, in Psalm 88 and verse 1, the Bible speaks of prayers that are extended into the night. In other words, they began in the day and they are extended into the night. And here's some of the things that the psalmist is praying about. He talks about troubles. He talks about darkness of soul. He talks about being in the lowest pit. He talks about weakness. He talks about the feeling of rejection. And then he talks about this one. You ever felt this, believer? Terror. Fear. Grips your soul about something. It could be something today. It could be something in the future. All of these things are things that you can pray to the Lord at night when you wake up, because the moment you wake up, your mind is fixed on this. Have you ever had troubles or something come into your life and you actually dream about it? I've actually dreamt about troubles that I was thinking about before I went to bed. And I went to bed wanting to get away from what? To get away from the troubles. And the troubles followed me into my sleep and I woke up thinking about it. So what did I do? I prayed about it. When I woke up, I took it to the Lord. 
And folks, I've actually dreamt about you and woke up knowing that dream and praying for you. That was a good dream. You weren't like jumping on me or something like that. But <clears throat> I, would, I would dream about the congregation or I would dream about you and I would wake up and I would pray for you. I figured the Lord brought that to my mind for some reason. Folks, all of these things occur when? In the nighttime. So the next time you wake up in the, in the nighttime, remember the Lord's name. Give thanks to Him. Don't allow some man-made law that you have to have so many hours of sleep frustrate you and rob you of a blessing. Now you may only be awake for five minutes. You may be awake for ten. But those five minutes, those ten minutes, those thirty minutes, remember the name of the Lord in it. And go to Him with all your care. I know you know this, but the Lord never sleeps. Have you ever thanked Him for that? Because He never sleeps, I can. I don't have to stay awake all the time, on watch, on guard, because He never what? He never sleeps. And folks, if you're having these types of things of the soul, you can be assured that He is there ready and willing to hear you and to answer you in the night. I wrote down a passage here that really gave me great encouragement. And you'll recall that in the Exodus, what did God do when He placed a dividing line, a separation between the children of Israel and Egypt? Well, when Egypt looked upon it, they saw a cloud, they saw night. But the Bible says that to the children of Israel, there was the fire. And what did the fire do? It guided them. When? In the night. In the night. So folks, let's let's take these times in our life and make them profitable for the things of the Lord. And if you wake up the next day, let's say you wake up in the middle of the night and you're up for 30 minutes and then you wake up and you feel tired. What do you do? The Lord is my, my strength. And you will begin to learn that He really is your strength. He is our all in all. So let's take